I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Barf Barf. This is our sixth sound check and false start of the <laughs> evening. Just to give you a sense of where we're at today. We've just duct taped all the children to the walls and mm-hmm. put oranges in their mouths. And uh, now there's no sound in this room. Yeah, we're good to go. I don't have any kids, don't worry. Uh, yeah, so, hey, we're back again. We were planning on talking about Annie's awesome Rogaine last week, but we had so much to say about Mohican 50 that we could not possibly shove in all that information. Yeah, so not we're a bad thing. going to dedicate a lot of our time today to a race that Annie and I ran last year, We that we mapped last year. It was year. probably... I mean, it might be, it might have been my favorite event of last year. Yeah, it was really fun. That's the Nitro Gain, which is an eight-hour orienteering race that happens at night. So a Rogaine is a, at the, at a certain time, so you check in for the event, and then about an hour later, you get the map, which is a big, giant map with a bunch of control points on it, and each checkpoint or control point has a point value assigned to it. So the ones that are closer to the start are, you know, worth 20 points, and ones that are far away are in bogs, yeah. <laughs> are, are like 80 <laughs> points, and there's something, you know, they're all over in between. Uh, this Rogaine event had 50 checkpoints, and just to give you an idea of the map, and I don't, rem- I didn't remember the map last year being I this do, big. I remember it really so it's well, two... actually. It was like a peninsula that goes around with like a bog, and then there were like private homes. Yeah, so I actually should have brought the map, that would have been a good idea. But it was two 11 by 16 pieces of paper. What? That's cruelty. It was huge. It was huge. That's so insane. Like, it just, and as a person... How do you thumb along with something that you had to scroll into I know. like a tiny... I know. Wow. As a person who, like, I have to I have to do all the basics. Like, I have to have my map folded into a one-inch square. Yeah. Otherwise, I just get lost in space. Protests. And so trying to mo- trying to fold up that much map... So it, you just, it was had just a like wad a, of yes. map It was in like hand. a dictionary worth of map <laughs> that I was just like... Not just a little bit intimidating. <laughs> yeah. So I get my map and... Uh, well, you know, we should back up. So you and I were going to do this as a, a team event. Yes. And you had a family emergency come up. Yes. So I ended up going solo, which uh, I think took the shine off of it for about, mm, I'll say 11 minutes. And I was like, you know, it just she she would want me to go yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I were dead, I would want you to go on. Yes. That's true. Yeah, so I... I uh, still went on my own, and uh, race organizers were great about switching me from a team to a solo. I think it was one of maybe four or five other solo people out of eighteen. How many solo groups. women? Zero. I mean, you were the only that was not solo a solo woman. It, it was not a division, so Damn. who knows? But um, there was eighteen. I don't know what to call it. Eighteen teams? individuals or teams. So there was eighteen. Oh, eighteen racing entities. Yes, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so I checked in, got my map. You get about two hours to plan out your course, which means different things for different people. For me, it means staring at the map, freaking out for about 20 minutes, <laughs> then taking all the new highlighters I got to highlight all the checkpoints and then being like, hmm, still don't know where any of these are. <laughs> or in the case of last year, 
wondering why our compasses wouldn't align, and it was because we were next to the roof of the car. Yes, so, you know, that another pro tip is beware metal and magnets because they are everywhere. I yeah. feel like I could sum up my orienteering success or failure to where are there magnets hidden on me. <laughs> uh, Don't stand near a vehicle when you're taking a bearing. <laughs> and then... The next step, which is vitally important, is packing tape everything. So, you oh, know, yeah. That's essentially laminating maps. I am, I'm just a person who's rough on things, um, especially paper. So, typically, you get a big, <laughs> it looks like a giant Ziploc bag that you could put your map in, which would work for most people, but not, not I. Us. Not I us. need to have a essentially a laminated map that I can use for both orienteering, wiping sweat off, <laughs> using as a glove for Sleeping getting through dryers. Yeah, this yes, case, yes, it's probably yes, exactly. Big you know, take one trekking pole and make a small shelter. <laughs> so I felt good about. I actually mapped out a I route. The, yeah, good for so you. So I I went through and decided. I think like the first fifteen control points that I was going to do and and wrote like an order in the corner um, which was super helpful because I was like I remember that last year was like I think we mapped out or really had like the first two maybe and then we and then we fucked up the first or second one so hard it was like totally fuck it mode yeah Yeah. we got a lot done last year though we we did. did and that was also was that our first it was our first row game had I done Mad Otter before that? Oh, I'm sorry. You had done Mad Otter once, but okay. it was my first rogue. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was not very Which at night was, I mean, it, it was, it's an entirely different ball game anyways. I, I prefer a night rogue game, frankly. Same. So you plan out your route, and then you gather around the start line, and you head off and into the dark. Then you all spring into the eight distance. Hours. So, and there's an eight-hour distance, a four, and a two-hour. So you have everybody starting at the same time. Um, which, just like any good ultra with varying distances, you have to remember as people take off, like, don't those people could, those people could be just going They're out here for, for two hours. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to be out here for eight hours. And I, although we've been at orienteering events where we've seen people sprinting through or seen videos Who of people. Who did the whole thing. And then we look them up afterwards. I have did this for one of the guys. He literally is like a European track champion. Always. So there's always, always. again, you just always have to keep in mind and still run your own race. Whether yeah. it's orienteering yeah. or ultra running, yeah. run your own race. Yeah, if, especially if you want finish yeah my goal for this event and I shit you not um even when we were gonna go as a team yeah. after talking to Gelfie I was like you know I just don't want to fuck up the first checkpoint always that's always we, the goal like we every orienteering event whether it's been like a row game Small whether it's been like a weekend Cincinnati, thing Dayton, whether we've been like Illinois. trying to go hard or no, trying to take matter. it easy we go, we're like Always. headed to the first one. We're 16 like 16 minutes. We're like, yes, exactly. Even if it's like 40 feet away, we've somehow yep. blown by it by no, 20 feet. Definitely the first re entrant. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh-huh. first re entrant. Uh huh. And we're like, no, nope. no, we're oh, on the no, wrong no. side. No, no, no. not at because all. Because it, for whatever reason, it takes us a minute to remember how a compass works. Which yeah. direction? Like, scale. Oriented, scale, scale is, scale is a huge thing. Like, or not pace counting. Like, just yes. being like, it's, you know, it's about a thumbs width no. that. Way. No, no, we'll no. just go that way till we see it. And that this is why we don't 
have in-depth conversations when we orienteer because one of us is counting yeah. and one of us is mapping. Yeah. And so it's the only time that Annie and I spend like a whole day together where we don't really yeah. talk about feelings yeah. of any kind. And actually, I just want to reiterate this point. We don't kind of not talk about anything. We, we don't. do not talk about anything except for what we're doing. Yeah, that's that's how mentally consuming orienteering it's really is hard. for us. I hope it's like this for some other people because <laughs> we... We're doing an orienteering event at Great Seal, and we actually, like, tried it on like a pair of pants. We tried <laughs> on, like, can we talk about other stuff? Mm, and mm. I think we talked for, like, 30 seconds, and then we're both like, no, we're, that's not going to no, work. Terrible. We, can, we can't do terrible. that. Um, and since before that and after that, we have never tried to no, talk about no, anything no, else except we still for the have event fun. at hand. It still makes us laugh. Yeah. We still fall down, and... And walk like hobbits into little tiny shires uh-huh. and have a great time, uh-huh. but we don't talk about feelings. Yeah. Oh, P.S. I also don't know this story yet, so everything that you guys are getting, I'm getting it too, because we have somehow not sat down and talked about this yeah. event yet. I think we had one opportunity to maybe talk about it, and I was like, let's just, we'll keep it fresh for the best. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I head off into the woods, and for, so my goal was to not fuck up the first checkpoint, and for like the first... I'll say four feet. I started to go with just like a pack of people. Uh oh. Not. I wouldn't even say four feet. And then I was like, nope. I need to cut this way across the parking lot. And then I nailed my approach. Hell yeah! Checkpoint. I was super Whoa. stoked. No errors. I don't think I had any errors in my first five checkpoints. Holy shit, dude! Hell yeah! yeah. I was really stoked. That's I think, amazing. I think I had four or five checkpoints done in the first hour, which uh, again, to what? other people, what? may not mean anything, but to me, in that's an like hour? I, I just remember looking at my watch and being like, "This is what victory feels like." Also, yeah, that's like a really good pace. Yeah. So I was I was really stoked. Like I was just really happy about how I mapped out, and they weren't all gimmies either. Um, what was terrain like in the first Terrain five? was, pr- so, uh, terrain, everything because of the time of year, it was so green and lush, so. So you can't see dick. Yeah, so there was quite, it was either like, oh, this is an open area, or this is fight. Fight. <laughs> fight. Yeah. Um. Dense vegetation. Yeah, and there was a lot of bogs and marshy stuff and follow the frogs um, but it was also i mean it was really it's funny there was a lot of similarity to the location we had it last year so it was Mm -hmm. on a beach like on a big body of water Mm -hmm. uh and it was up in pontiac michigan um and then uh there was quite a few like uh park buildings and stuff and then mountain bike trails but then there was like uh a and this is actually probably a good segue as i was going towards like Maybe the third checkpoint, which was on a bunch of huge like boulders that obviously that's where all the high schoolers go to spray oh, smoke, paint like smoke class weed of, and class of eighteen yeah. smoke weed yeah yeah um, so that checkpoint in between that one and the next checkpoint you went along the fence of a uh, of a landfill. Oh, delightful. Or like an out-of-commission landfill. So, so did I think you it follow was like the cover. smell as a handrail? So okay, I think, I think maybe God. it was like a garbage hill, you know, where they've started to like yeah. put grass and stuff. The trash heap has spoken. <laughs> However, and this is very weird, and this is one of the things I love about orienteering, and especially night orienteering, there's just stuff that you see that you would not see any other time or any other place like that whole idea of like exploring what's familiar like I could live right to the next to this park and probably never see this so I'm like going sure. along the fence of this like landfill area or whatever and they have like a vent for the 
for the gases that the yes oh, yeah. that the landfill is making. Okay. I'm assuming to keep the ground from exploding. I don't know what the purpose okay, is. Yeah. So it's this Physics. big tube. I'm assuming it's a big tube, but I couldn't see it. And so then just a giant flame. Oh yeah, yeah. Out of the top, like when you go by a yeah, yeah. like a like in Cleveland, like a BP or something, yeah. where they are burning off the extra. It, but it was not like that far away or on top of a tower. It's like ground level, just hovering off the ground. A was big a flame, giant like propane style flame. That's it so was so weird. surreal. It was so surreal. And at nighttime too, it must have been really bizarre. Yeah, I'm uh, yes. So I'm it's sure like it's where like, they shot X Files season seven episode uh-huh. nine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also, it felt a very bit much like I'm sure that they don't during the, don't do this during the day because it would like freak out the hood. But you know, they just gotta like burn off the. Oh, I'm sure they do it all day. Yeah, they must. I don't know. So that was super weird. So that is super weird. Uh, continued and then. Uh, I think the fifth checkpoint maybe was at the top of this giant sandy-esque hill that obviously downhill mountain bikers just mm. come and like bomb. Blast it. It was, it was really cool to think about doing that part, but like just Shitty going, going up, up it. a really super steep sandy check up to... That sucks. Yeah. And there was like fire rings and stuff up there. There was actually somebody like setting up a hammock to camp up there and I kind of wanted to be like... Bro, you are not going to want to be here because, you know, every yeah, five minutes, somebody with the most the powerful headlamp <laughs> coming up and just, like, scanning, like, yeah. just... Enjoy your peaceful night in yes, the woods. Yes, like an alien cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so, yeah. you didn't take mushrooms because uh, your night's going to suck yeah, ass. Yeah, good luck. You were coming out here for some solitary time with the garbage flame and... <laughs> You, you have not. You will not Just get it. Me, you, these mushrooms, garbage flame, and a hammock. <laughs> so first five were definitely first five clicked them off really fast. And again, we're talking everything is relative. So like, I'm sure by the time I had five done, there were people that had ten done. Yeah. Um, well, we know who. Yeah. So uh, I continued to do. I think I maybe went up to like. Let me think about this probably 12 or 14 checkpoints. I ended up getting 22 checkpoints. That's awesome. Which I was super stoked about, 22 out of 50. I think I probably got to 14 or 15 before you wanted I to shit the sleep. bed. Oh. Yeah. Just like, uh, not... Pup, 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 pup. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All you're, the blood drained You're so GI focused. You're like, oh no. Oh no. Whose you... bed did she shit in? <laughs> um, so it's funny. It started out my orienteering I felt very like elegant in my orienteering where I'm like feature catching and I'm like oh there's a tree and there's a depression I'm like oh now I'm going along the fence and then about you know 13 or 14 and I think it was like uh four or five hours in my brain was just like what are trees nope nope and I just started being like just like not even I mean just kind of starting to do that like I don't know it's probably this way it's probably this way I'm not going to take the time to like thoroughly investigate and I actually I very much felt like I was sitting on my own own shoulder like pay attention pay attention pay attention and I just I couldn't. I didn't really feel tired particularly. I mean, it was kind of warm, but it wasn't like heat, like as heat usual. issues. I'm super relieved to hear that you ever feel this way. <laughs> Makes me feel great. Love it. So I, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna. 
I was going for a particular checkpoint and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like go through the campground, get to like the main Re- park road. Re-establish and go back I'm going to like take my pack off. I'm going to switch my food up to the front. I'm going to eat, eat a bunch of calories just to see if yeah. that does something and take a minute. Uh, one of the worst things about the weekend and... I have to tell you, when the race director tells you to take bug spray with you, oh, you should you take better bug spray with you. Did you take you. DEET with you? I did not take bug oh, spray with me. Are, do you have bug bites all over I, I did have some, but, like, it was more of an issue on the day. Like, I couldn't even, like, stop to take your eyes all over oh, my eyes God, and my ears. so much. I mean, like, on my shoulders. Like, I had bites all over my butt. Like, ah. it was ba- I mean, it was, like... Like, there were times that I was just moving just to get away from I would always rather take extreme heat or extreme cold than bugs touching me anywhere. Uh, yeah. And I... It makes it so hard to think. I even bought a head bug net for the weekend. Like, the full-on, like... Really? Like a African safari, yes. Really? Because I... I knew that that would be a big pain in the butt. That was like, that's that can be and a deal breaker for me. where did you put that me. item, Annie? Uh, I left it in my car. Okay. Because for whatever reason, I was like, I should buy... Bugs, extra bug spray and a head bug net and then I was like I'm not gonna really need these and then I'm out there I'm like you're an idiot just throw it in uh, your bag yeah if the race director says anything along the lines of you're gonna worry about this you should just sign your life yes. away because if a race director is willing to tell you that something is bad out yes, there it's exactly. three times as bad as you yeah. think and even had uh, like tick spray available for people to use he was like please use like That's- the deep tick that's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, it was tick. It was uh, what's the deep woods sportsman deep woods, yeah. tick deep woods specific, off. but yeah. it was the red can. I've never seen a red can of extra deep woods. poison. Yeah, for ticks. Um, so my brain pooped out on me. I had to reset and was just like, I'm not gonna go back for that one checkpoint. It's like a bad boyfriend. You're like, I just, I can't go I can't back. I can't see you anymore. I can't go back. I don't even want to be. You make me confused and memories. eat too much candy. There's too many memories. That's how my boyfriends made me feel too. <laughs> so for my next checkpoint, I was like, I'm just going to pick one that's easy because I think when all was said and done, I probably spent an hour just kind of Farting not, about. not doing anything <laughs> productive. Yeah. So I was like, I need to just get an easy checkpoint. Because it's, I mean, it's really easy to be like, I just don't know how to do this anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it, yeah I it's mean, like taking the SATs. If you get like four in a row that you don't know, you're like, I'm yes. bad at school. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. Pass. <laughs> uh, so I'm going for the easy one. I get it easy one. I'm like, okay, good. I get another easy one. I'm like, okay, good. I start like building up some more me- more momentum, which was great because literally at one point I was like, oh, I've only got two hours left. I should probably start making my way back towards the start. No, was, no, you would never say that if but, I was there. But here's the thing. I was like, fuck, I have three hours. <gasps> so I was like hoping that the time was starting to wind down and it was not. So I rallied, built up my momentum again, started to get to control points. A few of them that were hard, like I got another 80.1 after that, um, which was one of the hardest ones, which felt really solid, and started to like figure out a way to work back towards the start because it was far away um, and picking up extra control points. And so I get towards the end and I was like, okay, I'm going to make one more pass at trying to get uh, a hard point value one, mm-hmm. and then when I have half an hour left, I'm going to ha- I'm going to bail for the start. So I'm going towards the really hard one, and it's funny because 
There's a app called Live Locks that you can put your GPS track on top of the orienteering map and it will show your dot going everywhere. What? Which is hilarious. In, in, in post. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And it's hilarious to a person who is still trying desperately to be better at orienteering, but to be yeah. like, okay, watch your little this, squiggle go yes, and all the way around the checkpoint. Yes, and also to see like your little arrow go back, forth, back, forth. Like yeah. you can almost see yourself standing in indecision going right, left, right, right left. Uh, and uh, also uh, seeing other people's dots just like cruise from point to point. Uh, so, Cause you can watch the flybys? Yes. <gasps> yeah, that's a good, so yeah, it's like a Strava flyby only where Devastating. There's only, only it's, it's like a Strava flyby where you don't know what the course is. <laughs> and everyone else does. Yeah. Um, so I'm going for this last hard control point. And it's essentially the way I wanted to approach it was like to head straight north. And somehow I just ended up going like northwest and was like, I'm at a body of water. There should not be a body of water Oops. here. Like I, I have to bail. And I had gone through like really thick vegetation and everything. So I was like, damn, I was really hoping that I could finish with an 80 point. Like that would have been great. Yeah. So I had to like haul ass, uh, to get back. I think I ended up doing, I would have to look, but I like, I was doing that like bear crashing through the woods kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I know you've seen me do this where you yeah. start taking these like really weird, awkward strides yep. and you're just like sweeping your arms in front of me. And I finally like pop out onto the beach, which is where the finish was. And for whatever reason, and it, I, like in my head, it was so dramatic. Um, and I could wish I could make like good dramatic music sounds. I like held up my hands and I was like, where is my punch? <gasps> So you're no. So you're you have like it's essentially a USB stick that you use to log every time you get to a checkpoint that you were on the end end of your finger and, and you feel like it, on because obviously I'd punched the one right before I went for the really hard one at the end and because the vegetation was so thick and you it just ripped it so off hard. my hand and I got done I got back to the finish with seven minutes to spare so like oh, I couldn't have gone back to get it no. and honestly I don't know that I could have like mustered up anyways no also. Tracking your way back through dense vegetation, you're not going to know where right. you were. There's no no yeah. way. So I walked up to the finish like a kicked puppy, and the RD was like holding up the finish punch. He was like, come punch, come punch. And I was like, I lost my punch. Oh, and like, I, I didn't actually cry, but like I, oh, I was I was like, oh, God. I was so torn up because I oh, was just God. like, I, the last eight hours, it's like they never happen. Oh, my God. I was so... I was so sad. Like, I just was like, I... How did I, you know that all the punches that you got? Because you wrote them down? No, because I knew... Oh, because I I watched the app track. Because I have my GPS track, and it shows you oh, which control Oh, your GPS points. was on. Okay, yes. got it. Yeah. Okay, I was like, how would you know yeah. the data? Okay. Yeah, so the RD was like, do you want to try and go back and find it? And to his credit, um, and he, he hasn't messaged me back, but, like, he asked me to send him his GPS... Send me the GPS track so they could potentially look to find the stick and get me scored uh, as they were like, I mean, picking up the flags. An orienteer would want to yes. do something dumb like yes. that. Yes, I know. I was like, you know, I, was I wouldn't like, even feel bad about it. They're I like, know. oh, I know. you want us to find a small piece of plastic exactly. and dense vegetation? You want us to orienteer for your orienteering? Ah. Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried to like hang around and be like social and I just was like, I... Just, no, I would feel None of same. it. I felt like none of this matters. Like, I had an oh. existential crisis about my punch. So, like, I think I, I stayed around for, like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or so. And uh, 
listen to who who had won and there was another team there was a team of two that actually Same cleared team, the course right? last year yeah, yeah that cleared all couple. 50 uh checkpoints which it just baffles my mind on so many levels because I, not just like orienteering but like fast like they have to be really yeah. fast yeah like, they must be a per- like the combination of being fast and orienteering really well. It just seems like they're fast as a byproduct of loving orienteering, which is the part that really freaks me out. It's like, you didn't become an athlete because you like running. You became an athlete because, like, there was math hidden in yes. the woods. Yes, <laughs> it would be like somebody who's into Dungeons and Dragons some, somehow becoming, like, smarter than Stephen Hawking's at astrophysics right. and being like, I don't really care about astrophysics. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, yes, I don't exactly. know. Like, right, like, if, Pokemon, if like, you could run when you were Pokemoning. Yes. There's, like, a certain speed yes. that you have to keep it under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's why. And no disrespect either. It's like a thing None. that my brain cannot fathom. Me neither. It's amazing to me. Oh, God. It's it amazing. Makes my head hurt. So, yeah. So, I was able to watch my live blocks track afterwards and, like, total up my control points and my scores and everything. And I would have gotten 12th of 18. Still if great. I w- if I would have Still had my great. stick, which I feel super solid about. Yeah. And I got one more checkpoint than we got together last year, which makes me feel, Whoa. like, awesome. Yeah. Oh, because we were not really fucking around yeah. last year. Also, other things. So, my uh, air quote tip about finding magnets hidden all over you. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me, and I cannot believe this has not come up before. I have a magnet on my vest because yes. I wear the Stephanie Howe vapor vest from Nathan. And it has attaches. a magnet for yeah. your hose, which, I mean... It's it's like right at right, like right boob it's level, very so close to where you would keep your mag your compass. your compass. Yeah, and I know that there was a handful of times that I was like, "That's not right," and like all of a sudden I was like, "I have a fucking magnet on my chest." <laughs> like, and I mean, we Someone how many should things warn have, the orienteers. Yes, how many things have we done that I've worn the vest? Anytime we've all, done almost all, almost all. So. Yes. Maybe that's why I've been like, I think it's this way. And you're like, yeah, it's a little bit this way. Maybe. I mean, truly. Yeah, but it hasn't stopped you from knowing where things are. Yeah. But anyway, so this is not a huge list, but like trying to get a bearing when we're standing right next to the car, having a magnet on my vest. There was a time (laughs) I was practicing off trail uh, stuff and I had magnets in my gloves that I was wearing to keep oh, them that's together. that's a really dumb yes. thing. So it that's was just, the dumbest. It was just, and I luckily I had a knife, so I was like out on a run and cutting you, you the magnets out of out. my gloves. You love to destroy things that I do. do not suit your I do. needs. Yeah, I like to consume and use things. Um, but there was a lot of really like solid uh, orienteering things that I was super stoked that my brain did do for me. Yes. There was probably three or four times that I was like a hill or a re-entrant or a valley or something like one over and I would be like okay I thought I've been counting my paces the control point should have been here Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. so where am I and was like looking at like oh there's a hill in front of me there's a depression on my left there's a valley that's running you know northeast and southwest I Mm -hmm. must be here so that means I need to go 10 paces to the west and it should be there what do you call that skill getting unlost (laughs) (laughs) finding yourself refinding yourself on the map I'm sure there's a more technical term but then I would go and find the control point which I I like it's called skewning 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 um so yeah lots of 
And I had to remind myself that it's always about, like, practicing and trying to get better at orienteering because otherwise I would have just, like, oh, wailed man. like a woman who had just lost her husband, yeah. screaming and yeah. throwing sand into the water Whatever. about losing my punch. You've never behaved like that in your whole life. <sighs> Maybe for two minutes. Yeah. Ever. But all in all, still a really good time and still, like, again, a really fun event and definitely something that makes me feel, like, chest thumping like yeah yes i am always yes. a woman yes. yes so that's nitro game i will Amazing. definitely do it next year it will be i think tentatively they're looking to have it june 15 june 15th in 2019 I so if anybody wants to go early <laughs> i it's better for me to like block not even like plan to just make an event on my calendar yeah. so that each time i go to try and plan yeah. something that weekend i'm like oh well luckily it's the thing that doesn't sell out yeah, yeah. so yes and I would love to go. My orienteering knife is dull. If it's I don't do it for like dull. one weekend, I feel like it just goes away. I was yeah. I was actually happy that it came back. I, I yeah, did have to did study a little bit us. beforehand. Oh, you did? I did. I had to sit at the kitchen table and like also remember like scale and just mm-hmm. some of the things mm-hmm. that we... Uh, we've done two pro games together. Yeah. Some of the things that we botched at... Cold beaver? <laughs> Frigid. Frigid. Cold beaver. Cold beaver God should damn be, it. Cold beaver should be that an really should be one. Please create that. There'd be mad otter and cold beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear both of those t-shirts. I really didn't even say that on purpose, but yeah, cold beaver. Um, so yeah. Nice Yay. Excellent. Good job, Lang. Uh, moving right on to uh, yesterday was a day that Annie and I both had to do a good amount of running in the woods for our training and also each had to do some downhill speed work yeah um and at different times of the same day we went to the same place which is uh, a little bit heartbreaking when you can't find a way to run in the same place with your yeah. friend yeah it's like i kissed a little rock and was like i leave this for lang <laughs> and i set it down and i went to my car and, I was and then like, i got there and collected all the like ambiance in the air and yeah. i was like smell a little bit of like incense yeah and a little bit yeah. of righteous bo and some <laughs> shot blocks that's me <laughs> <laughs> but this week has been brutal like heat wise yeah. uh and this weekend was more of the same i just promised myself to go as slow as i needed to and i there are some things that my our coach writes to me that are like backhanded in some ways. He'll be like, way to get those downhills super fast for single track. And don't worry, you'll notice that you'll be doing a lot more miles in this exact amount of time in a couple weeks. (laughs) As if to say, I know this seems painfully slow to you, but this amount of minutes when I give them to you in two weeks, you'll be doing a ton more miles. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was fast. I thought it was fine. Although, it did take me a very long time to go a very short distance. Yeah, so tell me, what was your... I didn't even check out your... I had two hours and ten minutes on the day with eight minutes of downhill. Okay. And sometimes I'm just like, bad math. I'm like, I can run a half marathon in two hours, so I'll probably get ten miles done. And no. And no. Netanyahu. I literally have to do this. So, 210 minutes is how many... Sorry, I'm sorry. 130 minutes. Two hours and 10 minutes. I'm a ding- Two hours and 10 minutes. I'm a dingling. Okay. Yeah, so 130 minutes. It, I ran about eight, I think eight and a half miles maybe. Cool. Yeah, I was fine with it until I read my report from my coach who was like, don't worry, you'll be doing a lot more later. But I just refused to overheat and I just went Mohican style on it. I was just like, 
slower, even slower. Mm -hmm. And I, I got the heat, but I never got the wah-wah feeling. And I was just like, I'm going to walk every single incline and I felt fine. I bombed cemetery down to the road is hard as I thought I possibly could. And I still missed my PR by 12 seconds. What? It's, it's weird. I thought I was running a five minute mile. Perception is so odd. So cemetery, not hemlock? The very first climb. The, the first dragon's one. back? No, that's not dragon's back. Dragon's back is way on the back end. Are you talking about the one that like crosses over right in the middle? Isn't no, the hemlock? very first, if you do the meadow and go straight up, you call that the dragon's back? Yeah. Oh. With the switchbacks and it's like okay. a, it's yeah. like, yeah. So, but on Strava, it's like cemetery road yeah. descent. Got it. Okay. Um, I finally ousted your, uh, QOM. Not not this week, but earlier this season. It was the best day of my life. Um, Don't worry, I'll get it back. Yeah, I bet you will. Although, look out for Shelly. Shelly be ripping up all those QOMs. Yeah. yeah. And G. But yeah, so somehow, even feeling my ultimate fastest, the heat was enough that feeling my fastest was still considerably slower than everything else. But I feel fine. Yeah. I went to that little drug mart on the corner and I got what I always get. Two giant styrofoam cups of ice and I poured chocolate milk in one and blue Gatorade in the other. And I spent... Blue Gatorade. Blue flavored. (laughs) I spent the first half of my drive home drinking my milk and the second half drinking my Gatorade. And they're both so cold they will give you a brain freeze. Nice. For some reason, the chocolate milk on ice makes me feel weird. (laughs) It's like a milkshake without ice cream. Okay. I'll take that. It's extremely good. Yeah, I have no doubt. It's extremely good. Mm. Thank goodness for that little gas station on the corner. Oh my god. So, but you, however, had a different kind of day. I did have a different kind of day. I know, it makes me feel like I've been living on this alternate timeline where, like, you're in the same places, and it's like, oh, well, it just... Sliding doors. Exactly. Gwyneth Paltrow was wearing a different outfit Mm -hmm. at this turn. Yep, I am the brunette with a pixie cut now. Um... I did my run in the afternoon because Andy did his miles in the morning, and I went out there, hmm, I think I started at like three, and I had prescribed 14 miles. So my my distances are not time-based because mm-hmm. I'm doing heart rate-based training. Oh, okay. I think, I think that's why. I think because... I, mine is just time because I asked for time. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, when I get miles, if I have six miles on a Tuesday, I will run them as fast as I can to get them done. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. It's a brain thing. Um, also, I, I, it's funny. I thought it was a... Of course. I thought it was the other way around where I was getting miles because if it was a combination of me having to keep my heart rate low mm-hmm. and do a certain number of, like, set number of time based on what Gelfie thinks mm-hmm. of, like, an average runner pace, yeah. I would be like, well, today I have two, two miles. miles. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's 90 degrees out, and I'm just going to go slowly up an incline <laughs> for an hour. That's, okay, um, so that's how it works. Yeah, so I had 14 miles with eight minutes of up-tempo downhill. So mm-hmm. we have the same downhill cool. uh, workout. I opted to park up at the top of Clear Creek. So, so you had water? Yeah, essentially, so the park is set up where... Uh, and I think it, I mean, it makes you think of like Forest Park in Portland too, where it's like there's the bottom part of the park and then there's like the top ridge part of the park. And oh, most yes. of the trails, Forest Park, Forest park. Just... Where, where we holiday. <laughs> um, but there's, 
the trails essentially go from bottom to top along the top and then come back down or it actually I guess it's more like a ladder where there's a trail going across the whole top of Clear Creek, yes, a trail yes, going along yes. the whole it's bottom a, and a, a couple trails going in between. It's like a lollipop with a weird arm. Yeah. So you <laughs> Weird <laughs> I wish, baby. I wish you guys could have seen the little flipper action she did. <laughs> so typically we park at the bottom because it's just closest to where we're coming from mm-hmm. Columbus. Mm-hmm. I parked at the top because it's by Real Bathrooms, which yeah. I, I Nothing think I, beats that for yeah, you. No, it doesn't. Um, and it's just easier for me. I really don't like parking and then having to start my run with a giant climb right away. I just feel like I don't get to warm up. And mm-hmm. I hate doing the metal loop because it's hot and grass. It was so horrible. Yeah. So I parked at the top, warmed up by being on the top. I, yeah, I felt like a peep in a microwave. <laughs> just expanding until mm-hmm. I just deflated. Uh-huh. And, <sighs> and, like, again, this week had been so horrible. Andy did his run on Saturday morning and got very sick because it I was read that so he hot. puked. Yeah. Um, and it was just a combination of things. We actually think he got so hot and then, like, cooled off so quickly afterwards that his body was like, you are sick. You oh, have the flu. Yeah. Um, I have frequently felt that way. And between that and you, me asking you how it went, and you were like, it was brutal, go slow. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this run in, like, full heat management mode. Like, mm, a full bife boof 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 I have an ice boof. So I had the boof boof and the <laughs> neck boof. A boof boof. Oh. <laughs> a boof boof of ice proof. Um, <laughs> so I had a buff full of ice. I filled my sports bra with ice. Mm-hmm. I had ice in my bladder. I brought a bottle specifically just for, for drenching myself um, and did not fill it with Tailwind or Gatorade, <laughs> as we are wont to do. Yep. Uh, and I actually, so I started and did like one mile because I was like, oh, I can probably go like four or five miles before I enact all these emergency procedures. No. I did one mile and was like, going back to the car <laughs> and then like reloaded everything and just kept myself soaking wet the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and I did my 14 miles and was super stoked about, I ended up with a 1730 average, which wow, like makes That's me very happy day. because I did a run at Clear Creek maybe five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was 70 degrees. I had 10 miles. Mm-hmm. I had a thousand less feet of climb mm-hmm. and I did an 1840. Wow. You are getting noticeably better. Yes. That's awesome. So, which is very encouraging because I have a love hate relationship with heart rate based training and it's just really hard to be like, I'm going so Yeah. It's like having slow. a gentle leader on, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> like here I go. <laughs> <laughs> and this time I wish I, I wish you guys could see her face. <laughs> so the, it's really encouraging to see progress even good, you know, on a slower scale. So I start to like get towards the last part of my run. I re-iced actually when I had three miles left to go because I was like, oh, I'll just keep going. And I was like, no, because I know how this goes. You just get hotter and hotter and hotter. And that that peep feeling of just like my skin's going to break sets in and you can't like come back out of it. And again, three miles is not long. But when you're doing 17 minute miles, it's it's almost an an hour. hour. So I re-iced. I headed back out. And I did like a little out and back to wrap it up. And I'm did you heading go back. straight down the stairs, down to the pond and go back? No, I do the gravel road up on the top ridge oh, okay. to, that makes to sense. wrap up. That makes sense. Um, and essentially, so I kept going. My little out and back was from the parking to the other end where it's a stop sign. Like mm-hmm. if you just blow past, past all the trails mm-hmm. and then came back. And when I had like a mile and a half left, 
there started to be a lot of thunder and lightning, and I was like, oh, I didn't even. Totally I was like, I didn't even sky track, like, up the Doppler, and I started to hear thunder. I was like, whatever. I I'm not a person that worries about storms or mm-hmm. like and then there started to be lightning and I was like oh, I am at the top like I'll, I'll just like pick it up like a little bit faster and then I started to hear like the rain coming in I was like oh thank goodness what mile rain. Is I have a mile left oh okay good like I'm very close to and the you're car. going downhill on gravel yes towards the yeah car. and I'm like oh thank goodness it's gonna rain like I'm gonna cool off. Bring it like, home to I, mama. I, I like Give never. It. I never have a problem with rain except for when it's cold. And like lately, the rain it's just been a godsend. And so, then it occurs to me as the wind starts picking up. I was like, "Hmm, trees could blow down." And like it's it, the wind starts blowing so hard that like I can hear like the trees creaking. Oh, that's the and scariest sound. And it starts raining sound. so much. And then makers start. And to then fall. it was whiteout rain Uh-oh. and hail. Oh, God. And I'm, like, sprinting out of the woods because, one, I'm just, like, I, you know me, if I'm cool, I'm, I'm, like, I'm good. I'm so happy to be cooled off. Yeah. So I'm, like, running out of the woods, like, hooting and hollering because it's just, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy that yeah. this day started out with 95-degree weather, and now I'm now running in whiteout rain and hail. And the parking lot up at the top of Clear Creek is all wide open so as soon as i come out of the woods uh, the wind i i like it like almost knocked around? me over Holy so shit. i was like i couldn't see i'm just like laughing hysterically I'm like i get into the car and i shut the door and i'm like whoa okay so i'm in the car safe like whatever like that was crazy and there's a there was like a older couple and their what turned out to be their niece like hanging out in the pavilion up there okay and the park ranger was there trying to like help them pick up their picnic and stuff and i was just thinking like golly people i was in the woods like running but i know you could have seen that you could have gotten in your 45 minutes like that's infuriating no no that makes me mad i mean this is like on the level of like why puke in a porter potty when you're in the woods people get so dumb when they go to the woods so the park ranger's trying to like help them or like wait with them whatever and i'm like all right well i'm not gonna like try and change my clothes or whatever to dry off i'm just gonna head home so i'm like driving down the road to get down to uh the main road to head back home and there's a down tree and i was like and it was big i mean it covered the whole road so i had to drive off road completely and there's not a lot of space on that road so i had to drive off road completely go around the tree and was like okay good tree down pass that test get down to the main road take a left and i come up behind a guy in a truck Uh-oh. stuck behind there's a Another huge tree a huge like not like an immovable yeah. giant tree across the road yeah. and there's two cars on the other side that are stuck in between, between that another? tree and another tree farther <gasps> down that way. Oh my god, get your chainsaws so, out. So uh, I tell the guy like, oh shoot, well, what about the other way? He's like, I already tried to go the other way. There's down trees that way too. And so I turn oh around my god. and I was like, I go, well, I'm impatient so I'm just going to go down and start trying to clear stuff or whatever. So I go back down and I, I'm like, I park the car, I get out, and I'm moving to the small. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I'm like Tie moving back some your car. of the. Are you uh, the pilot? Yes. So I'm moving some of the branches and stuff. And the guy in the truck comes back and like, he was like, not laughing at me, but he was like, he goes, this is one of the small ones. <laughs> he was like, he goes, there's two more. And then there's a big one 
that you will not be able to get, you won't be able to get around. And he was in a Silverado 4x4 truck, like, and was, uh, I'll say this, and I, I mean this in the most kind-hearted way, because these are the people I grew up with. He, he was a friendly redneck. Um, he's a Hill Williams. Yes. And when he said, oh, there's two more, and then you can't get around, I was like, okay, so. Yeah, you better believe it. So we drove back up to go get the park ranger. She was working with a handsaw and she was an older woman and just like Hell yeah, probably bad, bad bitch contest yeah, I mean, you in first so place. So she was like clearing a tree with like a handsaw. Um the one that was on a the way handsaw. Yes. On the That's way some hard work. Yeah. And so um she was clearing the tree that I drove drove around so that the older couple would uh, it was like a Kia Sorento yeah. could and get a kid through. Like right in yeah. your niece. Oh um, my god. I think she was like Maybe, I don't think it was a kid niece. Okay. I think okay. it was a, but they were Russians and they did not speak English very well. Not so, helpful. Yeah. So we all worked together to clear this tree on the, coming down from the parking Teamwork. lot. Teamwork. And then we came down and the park ranger was like, okay, well, you know, emergency services are coming and the, what? the Russian what woman with you? to clear the trees. Oh. And the, uh, the Russian woman was like, like, how long do we have an ETA? And the park ranger was like, we don't really know. She goes, so like a couple of hours? She was like, yeah, at least a couple of hours. <gasps> and it no. was like, so she was like, okay, so, uh, and I can't remember. Somebody else came from somewhere. Did you have service at this location? Only when I was up at the very top. So and as soon get, as you came down. You could down, get back to the very top? Yes. Okay. So the park ranger told people to go back up to the top parking lot to just wait and keep it clear for people to come through. And I was like, I go, I'm sorry. I would be feel much better if I'm like of use. Like, can I have the handsaw? I'm just gonna start clearing this tree that's Hell here. Yeah. So I, myself, and the the other guy in a truck, and his wife and his daughter was with him. Um, so he and I were working to clear the tree. We cleared one of the trees, and then we got to the next tree, and we started doing uh, that with the handsaw. And while we were doing that, his friend that actually lived by they had happened to be able to call them. Whoa. And so they, his friend came with a SUV from the other direction and had a battery powered Sawzall and was hooking up Holy a hitch strap shit. to his car. Hell to the, yeah. The That's trees what I'm talking about. And pulling him out of the way. Um, so there was, and then the park ranger came back down and we were like, okay, it's, you know, it's pretty clear this way because they just came in from this direction and we're headed out this way. We still had to clear two more trees before oh we could god. all get out. Oh my god! So we did almost two hours of, of clearing of trees after running for four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Did you do a workout that morning too? I did yoga in the morning. Yeah. You're so fucking so, crazy! Oh my um, god! You exhaust me. I just was like, but it was like, so it was so thrilling and adventurous, yeah, yeah, and yeah. also because it was like a good group of people to do it with. So like. The guy and his friend, like, and the the sinewy, like, strong-ass older park ranger woman, mm -hmm. like, you know, they're cutting stuff with the sawzall, and she's still doing the handsaw, like, as fast Amazing. as they're sawzawing. And, like, we're all just working together, like, clearing branches and stuff and just mm -hmm. going from one tree to the next. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, finally got out. I had to go north out of Clear Creek. I couldn't go back towards 33 the normal way, like, the back all the yeah. way come through all like Lancaster back roads. yeah oh, and God. then I was like man if I come up to another uh down tree all by myself I'm just gonna smash my car into it yeah but uh I got home so I finished my run I think at 7 7 30 and I didn't oh, get wow I didn't get home until 10 o'clock <gasps> oh god that's what well, kind of awesome 
it kind was. Of awesome. I, and I, it was awesome because I, I was kind of waiting and was kind of concerned. Like sometimes after I do long runs, I turn into a big baby where I'm just <laughs> cold. I'm like cold. You just want Panera and I'm just soup like, and I, exactly. Like I don't want to get right. out of the car and yeah. like oh, me just. Too. You know, feel very yeah. This fussy. is the woman who will not go to a restaurant if it's not a drive-through after exactly. we run for more than four yes. hours. Yeah, I yes. get it. I feel it. There are some things, lots of things that I'm just super lazy about. So I kept waiting for that to set in. I was like, okay, I'm okay. Like I had enough extra food with me, um, but like as soon as I got on the road, I was like, I'm getting McDonald's. Yes, got chicken nuggets and French yeah. fries, which is the oh. meal of the gods. It which is, normally a 14 mile run does not warrant that. But no, I was like, that day put did. it in my belly. That day did. Um, and then I got home, and they're they are redoing our entire road. Oh, you had to walk. And so I had to walk. I had to walk like two blocks from where I have to park my car, and I was just like, so oh, like so that was pathetic. that was like the thing that broke me. I was like, I can do yoga and fourteen miles and like two hours of tree, tree but I but can't walk to I, my house. I can't carry this whole cooler for two blocks. I understand that feeling. So the day was like. It was just, and I actually kept saying to the other guy in the truck, I was like, this has been a weird day. He's like, yeah, we were just on our way into Millville to get chicken wings. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, that's actually worse because that's I was geared worse. up and already like no, wet they, and gross. They and were like, going to like have an enjoyable time. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was my, that was my day. It was, uh, it was an intense, uh, yeah, I just, I, I did Holy all the shit. things yesterday. Well, Good on you, mate. That's yeah. a wild adventure. Yeah. You've had a lot of weird times, and we've only... I have. We've only been, a, like, not doing these things together for, like, less than two weeks. We, like, just <laughs> ran a like race eight together. days. It's been, like, eight days, and somehow all of that happened at you in the last two weeks. So this is... The, and this will for I think we will forever feel this way, like, in our friendship, you and I are going to ride our bikes 50 miles out to Yellow Springs yes. tomorrow and ride our bikes 50 miles back. And we're both like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, because we have so much to talk about. <laughs> and we just did Mohican for 16 hours. Yeah. And we're still Not already enough. like, I, you know. I, don't, I can't imagine how it would go another day I mean, if we couldn't just. I don't even know what's going on with your family. What are you doing to celebrate no, 4th of July? What's happening with I your daughter? No. What color is your hair right now? Have you rearranged your bedroom? That, like, I just, I care about. I know. I, <laughs> texted her this morning I was like I can't wait until you talk at me until my ears fall off and I will go ahead and say because I know my husband doesn't listen to this podcast and he never will I don't feel that way about anyone in the world (laughs) I just feel like there's I just have like this internal pile of stuff yeah that I'm like must talk to Lauren about this yeah and unless I get to burn my garbage fire <laughs> and burn off those fumes yeah. it just continues yeah. to emit that's gas actually how we brain. power our bicycles it's just there's a mm-hmm. trash fire blowing uh-huh. behind us uh-huh. my mom keeps asking me about this bike ride like she's called me three times about it it's mom please just call me back before you go on your big trip and i'm like big trip it- she texts me lauren call me tonight before you leave so i called her and she was like well, I just wanted to talk to you before you go on your big trip. And I was like, okay, what's up, Mom? And she was like, well, it's going to be very hot. And I don't think you should go. And it's going to rain. And I don't know how long that takes you. And I was like, Mom, like, really not that long? Like, we'll probably go, we'll probably go four times faster than we did at Mohican 50, at least. And that took us 16 hours. So does yeah. that help you? I was like, this is a joy ride. It's not an athletic endeavor. And she was like... This I, is a way to justify eating 
donuts and drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. Later. Yeah, but but for some reason, she when I run like I run a fifty miler and that seems short to her because she's expecting me to say one hundred. Uh-huh. But if I'm saying like I'm doing a fifty mile bike ride, like it's a new set of math for her. She's just like, well, that like, what's the, awful. It's like, what's the conversion rate? There, yeah. there is no. It's just a wall between these two things. I just want y'all to remember, Lauren has ridden her bike across the country. <laughs> and yes, I realize the word is not across. Yeah, but, sorry, that's my pet uh-huh. peeve. Regardless. Yeah. Across? Irregardless. <laughs> Irregardless, she has ridden her bike across the USA. Yeah, and my mom still worries about me doing things like this. That's like the time that I wanted to go race like the cha- like the championships of mountain biking, and my mom was like, in all capital letters, oh, mud, Lauren. Do not go. Oh, mud, Lauren! Don't go! And it, my, like, conversion rate, I'm, like, having to rejigger. Like, I've been asking Lauren all of these benign questions all day because... All the long distance bike riding I've done has been with Arbor, yeah. which yeah. has its own challenges. Like, granted, yeah. we're going slower, but we end up being out there for a lot longer. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, three applications of sunblock. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. if it's 15 miles between gas stations, that's a huge deal when you're going the pace that we are. Mm-hmm. And to give Arbor credit, not that we're going that slow, but it took us eight hours to do 50 miles. So yeah. that was an entire day out. I'm expecting, like, five hours plus yeah. plus whiskey and donuts. Yeah. Yeah, so like I have to. So jealous right now. I know. Uh, Barbecue. Who wants to barbecue? Yeah. You want to be bike riding and then drink beer. Uh, But yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked, but I'm like trying to remember like or trying to think about how much food I'll eat, and I'm down for stopping everywhere. I'm not really packing as though it's a sports event. Yeah, and packing is. Though I might stop to eat pretzels with my mm-hmm. margaritas. Yeah, and if we see something shiny, we will stop. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. basically it. Yeah. So I'm super I'm super pumped on that because it's sort of like, I'm not saying that marks the end of fun for me, but the rest of the summer, I was reading into my training plan and every single week, the first day of the week says, turning it up on the volume even harder, this is going to be a heavy volume week. The following week says like, this is going to seem a little insane on the volume. So... I have three solid weeks of volume ramp, and also our coach thought that this little bike ride was cute because yeah. he definitely scheduled us both <laughs> runs on both days we're doing it. And he was like, "Oh, I, I have cute. so a cute little fifty mile I bike would, ride." I would love if Galfi ends up listening to this episode. I know he gets to tune in every once in a while, but I have to give him hard ass points for this because <laughs> it was like it was like seven miles on Tuesday and I was like hey like I'm going to be riding 50 miles he's like oh I should definitely take that into account run 6 miles yeah me too me too at least and we at least 6 and miles and I have tomorrow. a uh, speed and uphill workout session on Wednesday that's weird cuz my speed and uphill workout is on Thursday he moved it cuz I'm really surprised by that so he's a, so like this last weekend I had my long run on Sunday so I think it's just like transitioning I, I between spacing. That. I always have long run Sunday. No. Well. Anyway, well, what we're saying is our coach is a major, major hard ass, mm-hmm. which is uh, infuriating at the same time we would have it no other way. Exactly. Yes. I have. Uh, it's interesting to me that you're like ramping up now. So your next thing that you're training for is BFC. So I'm doing my first peak. I'm doing three peaks to success oh, gotcha. before I go. So this is my first three-week hard peak, and then I descend, and gotcha. then I reascend. 
Um, How many weeks until BFC? Do you know off Nine. That's not very long. No. But so it's three, three week ups and downs for me. So my next thing, (laughs) and I imagine that we have this nice lull. Next weekend. uh, Before my fall got crazy because my fall is, it's nuts. And it kicks off with Angela's Crest, which is in 32 days. Gulp. Holy shit. Yeah, and AC is no joke. No, it is not. Um, so also, I, the cutoff for AC is brutal. Yeah. So I have, although I was encouraged by this fact, so there's 21, I think, actually, I think the latest is like 19,000 feet of gain. The latest course for AC is 19,000 feet of gain. And there is like almost 17,000 feet of gain at San Diego. Did you know that? Yeah. Somehow. I, I did. I, somehow I don't think of that as like a huge climbing race. Then you're Forgetting what it was like for the part that I wasn't there for, where you climbed out. You had already climbed out of one canyon, and you had to do it again later. Yeah. I think because the predominance of, like, the heat and you, you were just worried so about other sick. You were I, climbing I, the whole day. I think it was like, well, climbing is, climbing is not the limiting factor here. Yeah, no. The it's heat my poopy pukey friend. <laughs> with the these flies, these flies trying to eat us is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, does kind of minimize other problems. But yeah, so those are our big things coming up. BFC, which you are training properly for, and AC, which... You are. Uh, although I have to remember, it, it's not like, oh, now I have all my other events done, and now I start training for AC, like... Doing the Mohican, doing the Mohican, doing Mohican was part of my training for AC. Like I, since I've come back from my air quote injury, not it's not injury, an air, it's not an air quote injury. I, we'll get into this later. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been training for AC. So yeah. Also, most of your training, thirty-five percent of your training for AC has happened in the course of you running hundred milers. Yeah. The rest of it is work right now. Andy was, I, I think you will love this story. Andy was telling, talking to one of his uh, people at work about doing AC. Maybe it was somebody coming into the running store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been because I think she was 16. Holy and cow. She was, so he was telling her about AC and she said, are you scared or excited? And he said, before I even knew what I was saying, I said, I'm, I'm scared. <gasps> and I thought... He goes, yeah, it was such, like, a Freudian sleep. Hopefully I'm not oversharing, like, husband confidentiality. But because because my brain works the way that it does, I was like, it is kind of scary. You like Like, that. I do like that. You like it, yeah. Because, you know, that, you know, chasing that runner's high, you only get that next high if the next thing you do is a little bit more. Either it's doing the same thing but trying to do it faster or doing it the same thing Mm. or doing something that's a little... More climb or a little bit longer. Drug so, addicts. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't run a hundred miler last year. I so know. doing AC this year, I mean, and doing a hundred again, having it be really hard, having it be a lot of climb, you having love all that bullshit. elevation, like, it is scary as fuck. But it's exciting. I don't, I don't think it's scary for you. I just don't buy that. So next time we talk, uh, I will be like two weeks out from AC. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and to the best of our technological ability, we will be coming at you live from our from our. Oh uh, my gosh! Yes. So we will be uh, spe- we will be guest speakers at Runwell's Ultra Running Clinic. Runwell is a running store that is near St. Louis, Missouri. 
It's about a six hour drive from Columbus, but hopefully anybody that is in the area or you feel like taking a road trip, it's gonna be a really fun day. We're doing a run in the morning. There'll be several other guest speakers talking about different aspects of running an ultra and also a reception afterwards with like beer and hanging out. Yeah. And or you time. can tune on in to Burf Barf podcast in the following week where we will be broadcasting that uh, recording. Yeah. Uh, before we close out today, I'd like to give a special shout out to uh, a dear friend and member of the running community, Tara Langdon, for her Guinness Book of World Records attempt at the most miles run on a treadmill. In 24 hours. In 24 hours. Um, She did not make her goal of the world's record, but did come out on top as the American female... The American in general? The American female um, record holder for most number of miles in 24 hours on a treadmill and her whole attempt was um put on facebook live and was just it was incredible to watch so just just knowing like one i I, we've both been exposed to tara's attempts at uh timed races multiple times but that's buzzing her buzzing by and you only getting to see a small window of her moving so seeing somebody going for an ultra distance with a video trained on them the whole time is kind of a harrowing harrowing yeah harrowing experience yeah also she was running for a cause which is to raise money for uh drug and alcohol uh addiction rehabilitation and it's not too late to donate to her cause her goal is five thousand dollars and i think she's about three-fifths there so if you can go to her web page on facebook or you can go to gofundme.com and it's under Tara GWR, as in Guinness World Records. So Tara Langdon, uh, supporting the Heron Project, H-E-R-R-E-N. Uh, and if you'd like to donate, I highly encourage you to do so um, in honor of her brave attempt. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is us signing off. We can't wait to tell you more about our fabulous adventures. Bye. So long. <laughs>